With the Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Hello, it is Ryan, and I was on a flight the other day playing one of my favorite social spin slot games on ChumbaCasino.com. I looked over the person sitting next to me, and you know what they were doing? They were also playing Chumba Casino. Coincidence? I think not. Everybody's loving having fun with it. Chumba Casino is home to hundreds of casino-style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere, even at 30,000 feet. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com to claim your free welcome bonus. That's ChumbaCasino.com and live the Chumba life. No purchase necessary. VGW. Void or prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. You knew a cheap plug would be coming sooner or later, and with a book title like Lesbian Purple Space Rainbow Mermaid Queen, I can see no better time to do it than Pride Month. I'm Marissa Alexa McCool, and this will be a free preview of my newest book of poetry, my eighth published book, Lesbian Purple Space Rainbow Mermaid Queen, now available from Antisocial Media and Amazon. So I'm going to read a few pieces from it, and... Hopefully it inspires you to buy this amazing book, uh, especially because of the cover, uh, which Casper Rigsby so graciously both published and designed the cover, and it's so gay that uh, it could be mistaken for a pride flag. So uh, the whole book is super, super gay poetry. So I'm going to read some for you now. And yeah, uh, I've been on so many podcasts in the last few weeks that I needed a little bit of a break. So here you go. She. She, the pure androgyny, that illustrious grin, the intoxicating laugh. She is the one I think of at night when dreams are faded, and she is what remains a fantasy unblurred. She, the voice of dreams, the illuminated silhouette, the tender grasp. She, the loving embrace, the one I seek, the one I crave, complete infinity, her touch unparalleled. She, the love undying, the unrelinquishing, the perfected imperfections. She, the gorgeous specter, the even flow of awakening, the bringer of solace. She's the one. Small Moments Blues The sun peers in from the bay window. The curtains gently unfold ever so slightly, allowing the light of a new day to envelop the darkness. Short breaths, signs of the unseen and subconscious haunting reality slowly dissipate among the new morning rising. The stacks of books make way for trains of thought, chugging through the heavy slog of the weight of minor sorrows. To compare the slurs and hatred against the affirmations and encouragement, it brings us all to an examination of the balance. 
The hatefulness pricks harder, but the love remains long after the sharp stings of ignorance penetrate our armor. Your hand, my hand, united and defiant against what we're supposed to be, committing revolution by knowing what we'll face from the public and choosing to be visible anyway. Not all life needs to be a fight, this is true. But finding happiness and simplicity, peacefulness and serenity, we defy the wishes of those who would harm us by smiling to ourselves and each other. You can call us dykes, you can call us trannies, you can call us queers, you can fight to eliminate us from public life. But every time that we smile at each other and kiss despite you, we're winning the war. Scribbled Prologue The spectrum of infinite reflection traverses over the momentary touch of the first point of contact, our hands gently gliding to each other, a story woven in loss and pain, conversation drenched in tears with piercing sunlight aching, desperate to get through, drifts away from the thunderstorm. The clouds of doubt parting for a sparkle-laden glimpse. Electricity awash, sparkling joy, the frames of the self frozen, capturing stop time with a rainbow lightning bug, tear stains fade, aches subside, closed eyes, infinite seconds, matching tattoo, time stamps, poetry penned in the heart, the song of glistening brows and trembling nerves, wanting all but asking none, lapse of a closing chronicle. Wanting to hold your hand, take you away from your pain, and speed off for the purple galaxies and rainbow sunshine sparkles, but instead, holding an aria, quiet notes and symphony can spread across the universe, knowing you'll take mine when the scars have faded. The hardest thing from which to keep you safe is also what we both actually want, from and with each other, but our next chapter's pen begins with touch that stopped moment of momentary perfection. Over the Sky Take me away from this place. Spread your wings and take us where we've once and always belonged, the place we never should have left. How did our spirits drift? Where did we part over the sky? Why were we made to feel alone like visitors from another world? How did fate or destiny intervene, breaking all algorithms in time, placing the spark in motion, reuniting never known to be lost? What is our world like but us? What we built before we knew, how we danced over the sky, why did we leave our space rainbow? I knew you, the real you, the immortal lesbian monarch of my soul, holding the key to a passage I never knew needed to be opened. Nothing has ever felt so real. I didn't know I wasn't fully alive. I've fallen so hard and far without question, we've melded back into ourselves. Over the sky, we don't need distractions. The queer flags fly with flannel pride. Our planet was always meant for two, but we'd accepted it as solitary. Now the world is alive. Both this and our true home. My skin feels the need it always wanted. The voices of doubt are silenced. Take me away over the sky. Never look back or let me go. I've fallen in love effortlessly. Completion in its state of repair. We two purple space queens, we now disrupt them, not they, us, striving through their world in bliss, not caring about their questioning stares. Let's give them a show over the sky. <laughs> they don't deserve our attention. We were never part of their world anyway, only the missing parts of each other.
Dem Titties, a trans ode to Dem Apples from Goodwill Hunting. <laughs> whoa, whoa, whoa. Were you just contending that there are too many labels and that we should all just be human or whatever? Of course that's your contention. You're a straight white guy who doesn't realize that you've been seen as the societal default your entire life. Outside of the Rocky Horror Picture Show, Boys Don't Cry, and The Crying Game, you think we've been reduced to punchlines in Ace Ventura. Ha! <laughs> you might have kissed someone with a penis. Better light your clothes on fire and try to suck out the gay with a plunger, right? I know, I know. Gender dysphoria is in the DSM-5. You know what else is there? Schizophrenia. And maybe, more relevant to you, erectile dysfunction. But when was the last time someone said, Could you stop going to the doctor and getting your ED treated? It's God's will that he gave you this psychiatric condition. No, because that would be fucking awful, just like your argument. See, the sad thing about a guy like you is you think I don't hear you yelling slurs out your car window. You think you really got to us by showing us your inherent superiority clause, because, hey, it's not like it affects you, right? But you're always sitting right there wanting a cookie for not killing us. I know of only two certainties in life. One, you need to shut the fuck up. And two, no matter what we do or how we exist, you'll find a way to use some apologetics remark that you read on 4chan or heard from Ben Shapiro to justify not considering us people. And no matter what happens, you'll believe you were in the right by screaming, Dykes! out the car window. Because you've never been in a situation where you're just walking down the street, wondering which one of you is going to just mutter something, or which one of you is going to fucking kill us. My name is Marissa fucking McCool, but some call me the Rissy Monster. Many who know me wonder where the monster part comes from. Well, for the most part, I'm a giddy, happy girl who loves everyone and wants to go chase a pretty animal in the woods. But then, one of you has to step up and show how fucking brave you are by yelling a slur to get a rise out of us. And instead of disappearing into the corner and allowing you that moment of undeserved glory, I'll be standing there, waiting for you, daring you to say it again to my face. Because the world may be designed for you to succeed, but I'm not about to step out of your way to give you the express lane that you think anyone else being on equals to oppression on straight, cis, white dudes. Your cleat marks will not be in my skin, and I'd advise not doing anything about it. So there's only two genders? Not really, but it's not like you'll consider the science. Much like your shiny book of morals, you only pay attention to what you already agree with. There are those of us who aren't interested in your status quo bullshit, and that makes you uncomfortable. So you try to tell us that we're just as bad. If you've got a problem with that, I mean, sure, we could step outside, we could figure it out. By the way, do you like tits? Well, I got two glorious C-cups. How do you like them titties? planet occupied. I remember the first time I took estradiol. The neurons in my brain that had been dormant for so long finally connected their wires that were inside my head, triggering new emotions that were so raw. But as real as they'd ever been, not bereft to the incorrect chemical blasting its way through my body like an occupying hostile force that conversely needs you to survive. That feeling, that struggle, that invasion, how did you ever manage to live without it? 
Except you know. You know the truth. It's impossible to know the poison when you've grown immune. It only becomes poison again when you return to what was once familiar and now feels as foreign as the new chemical should never have had to. Can that happen too with new love? <laughs> How preposterous to think. How can you, the one they call a rock star and have a bunch of cute nicknames for, the one who has been downloaded hundreds of thousands of times, read, listened to, heard, respected, graduated, married, partnered, validated, how can you possibly have had anything missing? She checks the boxes. She knows your heart so well. It's like she designed it for herself. Her eyes stare through you, knowing full well that she owns them. And everything else? Because love isn't a pie. And love from a woman doesn't take away from the man you love or the inseparable maudlin envy who watch out for you like a security team on high alert. She's there. She's driven there before because she knows the routes, the shortcuts, the side roads, the timing of the lights, she maximizes time, energy, everything she needs to arrive at the front door of your heart with the floor plan imprinted in her mind. She takes the damaged goods and replaces them with better ones. She takes out the light and makes the new ones shine brighter. She gives you the purple aura somehow more alive than the one you thought was already perfect. She's now inside. How can you feel like this? How can you consider her different? But she's different. They're different. But her especially. She makes you feel alive in ways that can only be understood by recognizing the lack of existence in the vacancy that lay wasted in broken dreams, hearts, and grievous acceptance. You're allowed to be gay, Marissa. Remember Ashley? Remember how hard she made you cry? This was different. This cut deeper than you know. You had the capacity for... And now she's there, Riss. Now the one who loves you as much as you love her. She's right there. The journeys that were written off with love but explained away. Don't worry, she'll be back. This is just what she does. She wants to come to you, walk with you, wander with you, explore the unexplored and partake in your passion. She loves your altar, treats her just as well as you, never question for a second. She writes words and speaks them in a manner that leave you a mere puddle trembling with emotions that despite your wordsmith reputation, you can't describe for the life of you. Uh, Leonard, Leonard, help me articulate this. You've only helped me with suicides before. Can this be real? Can this be believed? Can a woman who made you accept your sexuality and who loves you really be this omnipresent? She spoke poetry in motion. She throttled your defenses like butter, and she stayed. And she wants to. And you're not left explaining away the way that you think or how you feel or the fact that you give consent even with how many times it's been taken without permission. Let her take your risks. She means what she says. No words like those could be fate. Fall. You're safe here. Fall. You're loved here. 
fall. She's the one you've been waiting for. Look at her. She's right there, right there waiting like you've been desperate to feel since you heard that song with your first girlfriend in high school. Those girls and all the others, they weren't like her. No one's like her. It's not even a fair comparison. She leaves them all in the dust. She stole your heart. She occupies your mind. And she's comfortable where so many others have had to run away when they've gotten too deep. I like it here, she says. I want to stay. You are hers. She is yours. Let it be. Fuck, I'm so gay for her. Your parents were right, weren't they? You love the same gender. They they just got the gender wrong. But they were right. You are so fucking gay. Accept this. Acknowledge it. This is who you are. It's okay. Nothing changes these loves or hers in kindness. But what you share, that planet you built to escape when no one else understands, she's already there, building the foundation together with you. You don't have to explain how you got there anymore. She's all in. She's there. We can't share it all the time, but we can some of the time. And that's enough. She's enough. You're enough. Accept it, Marissa Alexa McCool. You're gay. And you found the only one who could have ever made you realize that because she's the one who was meant to. You're right. I hope she stays. Inevitable. first meeting. I'm hopelessly restless, stuck in a hospital bed with a catheter jammed in to my recently shortened urethra. My bladder hasn't felt this full since Nashville 2018 when I chose to piss in a McDonald's cup on the highway rather than use a bathroom in the south. One unfortunate bump made me regret that decision. I'm hopelessly numb. Maybe it's because I can only lay on my back. Even getting up and walking, my tailbone feels asleep. I wonder if they gave me an epidural. But wouldn't that give turfs yet another gender illogical goalpost that they couldn't move on me, making them dig deeper for some logical myth for use to hate me? I'm hopelessly urgent. I've given Devin my phone. The last thing I need is stress. Yet the desperate urge to go get work done from Penn despite graduating over a year ago still hasn't dissipated. I feel lazy and unproductive, though my crotch was just torn open. How am I still judging myself? Based on productivity, a mere hours after major surgery? I'm hopelessly screaming. Getting these stitches snipped out feels like intentionally paper-cutting the inside of my tear duct. That bolster they sewed inside is the closest a penis will ever get after this, to being inside of my new vagina. Nobody's going to penetrate me after having this shit crocheted into my skin, giving me a groinal cross-stitch with necessary erasing. I'm hopelessly crying. Having that catheter ripped out of my five-day-old vagina feels like I pole-vaulted with a taser. Regret won't be useful. If I ever decide this was a bad idea, my formerly unwanted appendage should be incinerated along with the memories of what my dead name was. I'm hopelessly optimistic. I see her with a mirror. 
while the stitches are horrific and she's beaten and swollen, she's mine. I look upon her, feeling joyous, despite the shadow pain of getting cunt-punched by a series of doctors in the most professional way. I'm hopelessly antsy. I feel itches in places that no longer exist. I can't wait till I get aroused. And something will be rising like a phantom boner of the opera. How can genital dysphoria still fuck with me after me and the doctor won that fight decisively? I'm hopelessly rissy. I'm complete in my own body. The pain moments were traumatic and my vagina is battered, but I am whole. In no other moment in my life have I ever felt this true. The oneness that is me. This is hopelessly correct. Like I said, the name of this book is Lesbian Purple Rainbow Space Mermaid Queen, and you can find it on anti-social media and Amazon by typing in the name and my name, Marissa Alexa McCool. You can support this podcast at patreon.com slash QAF, and we'll be back for some cishacking and skits very soon. But right now, I just wanted to do some gay stuff and read some poetry for you and hopefully get some of you to check out my new book. Thanks a lot, and we'll see you next week. Take the time, search and seek, try Find the time, the earth is fine Mountain runs, sand and sun, woods and pines Sea and skies, make the time, surf the seaside Time is yours, both yours and mine Now is fun, day is done, the old are young Sand and sun, woods and pine